Devin McCourty is brought to you by the top defense. If you've been injured, Catches Law Group. It catches you pay nothing unless they win. Just visit catcheslaw.com. They are the official law firm of the New England Patriots. And Devin McCourty joins us on the Harbor One Hotline this morning. Hey, Dev. Good morning, man. What are, where are we at today? Is the sky falling, or are we still are we still okay? No, sky's falling. I have to sit here. I have to sit here day in and day out, and Shime and Wiggy tell me how bad <laughs> Mac Jones is. Meanwhile, he's the most pressured quarterback in in the uh, in the NFL currently. Uh, the O line can't can't give him a minute to breathe. Uh, so I, I just want to ask you about this offense, which I hear ridicule. You were there last year. You 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 watched him work. Uh, the I hear it's just a dink and dunk offense because Mac Jones cannot seem to throw the ball accurately down the field. Is that what it is, or uh, are our our eyes lying to us, Devin? We talked about this a little bit last week. Who who's the guy that they want to throw the ball down the field to? That, that's all I want to know. Is who is the person when they get in? I would say the 30-yard line, 30 to 40-yard line, where it's not as much about speed, but Billy O'Brien can design the bunches with the double pulls or the wheel route. He's done that. He did it against Philadelphia. He can change to try to draw those plays up. But as a defense, we used to talk about that. This team doesn't really throw shots. They don't have that personnel group. But when they get to this point is when they throw shots. So now you start to plan that and you prepare for it. So I think for this team – it's tough, and I'll say one thing about Matt, you know, working with Jason Garrett now, uh, who is really smart when it comes to football. We talk about quarterback play, and he always he continues to tell me it's about the burden on the quarterback. When the quarterback has to do so many different things in an offense, unless you have the Tom Brady's, unless you have the Peyton Manning's, the Aaron Rodgers, that's not a high success rate week in and week out. So you need some of that burden to fall on other guys. So for the Patriots, where would that burden like, would you like to fall? The run game. But they haven't been able to run the ball. So then you have no play action pass. So that's the hard thing. I think they have to just get better up front, get some guys in there that continue to play together so they can build. Um, but until they do that, this offense is not going to be like a high-powered offense because you can't, you can't protect and you can't run block. Like those are the two main things to play an offense. <laughs> So, Dev, when you look at this team, then, it's safe to say that you're a team that's built on defense, but your offense isn't going to be an offense that's going to win you football games. Yeah, I wouldn't say right now. I wouldn't look at that team and say, hey, like we're expecting our offense to go out there, and, and if we give up 30 points, we, we expect them to get 31. Like, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I think one of the keys is going to be the defense has to – not just play good defense, they have to create turnovers. They have to go out there and help the offense, put them on short fields, um, put them in good position, you know. And I knew it would be hard because last year defensively, we didn't just play good defense. We scored touchdowns on defense. We got turnovers on defense. Like that's hard to do year in and year out because now teams are playing you and they're like, hey, just don't turn the ball over. And they continue to find ways. You know, Brendan Schooler's blocked kick last week was, I mean, phenomenal. You talk about coaching staff coming together, you know, Cam Akerd and Joe Judge coming together and saying, hey, look, we got a beat on, you know, either their operation or maybe it's having Jake when Jake was in New England. And, like, you've never seen that kind of play. Like, it was a huge play. But, like, to count on those plays every week against some of these teams that you're playing against, 
Like, sometimes it's going to be the difference. Sometimes it's just not going to be enough in the first two weeks. It just hasn't been enough. Devin, Bill's decision to take Pop Douglas out of the game and then not put him back in on offense. Ah, I didn't like it. Are you with that decision? Do you think players are with that decision? Or do you think some players are looking at that as, all right, I get you're trying to teach a lesson, but you're screwing us over? Um, I think players, I don't think they're going to take the mindset of like, this is terrible because it's one game, it's week two. But I think they would have wished to see him in there. I, I remember um, Coach Shannon used to say that to us, like a player messes up. I'm not going to punish that player to hurt the team because then that's not fair to the rest of the guys. But you might find a different way to show a lesson. And I think for a young guy who, when you look at just that one play, that one cut he made, he made – I think it was three or four guys miss. And Bradley Chubb makes a great play. And I think probably what pissed Bill off the most about this, I'm sure they talked about that. They talked about Miami flying around on defense. You're not safe even though you make the guy in front of you miss because their defensive line plays hard. They chase, and they're going to come from behind and strip the ball. And I'm, I'm sure he said it, and I'm sure that's what took him over the edge. But for that offense, Pop Douglas – there's nobody else on the offense like him. The only other guy on the team like him is Marcus Jones. So unless you're going to move Marcus Jones offense, which doesn't look like likely now that he went down last week, that kid has to play. He has to play and not just like show up a little bit. He needs to be out there a lot because you need guys that put some fear in the defense of, man, when this guy gets his ball in, the ball in his hands, we got to gang tackle. We got to surround him. You need that uh, out there on offense because it changes the way some of those guys are going to play defensively. And when Pop Douglas isn't out there, they really don't have that guy. They have good football players. They don't have guys that have a different level of explosion and speed. So, Dev, then, why does he do it? Because he did it with Ramondre Stevenson. You've been in that locker room, and I've seen him do it. It seems like when he does do it, it's with younger guys because he didn't do it last week with Ezekiel Elliott. So what's the purpose of him doing it with younger players? I mean, I don't agree with it either. But you're closer to the game in the sense of being in that locker room with Bill than I am. Why then he does he only seem like he makes an example out of the young players? I think it's the veteran players. He, he feels like they understand when he's in the meeting room and you got like Ezekiel Elliott, he's talking about guys chasing. and guys, I think he knows like Zeke made a bad play, but he, he knows that this guy's been playing football for a while. He's played a lot of snaps. But he understands that the younger guys, I think his fear is, if I don't do something to them, they're going to think it's okay and they're going to continue to play like that. You know, I was there with Stephen Ridley when he fumbled. And then, you know, when Ridley was there, you had a guy like Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis who never fumbled when he was a Patriot. So I think he wants them to see that side of it. But what I will say is other years we had other guys. So, like, yes, Ramondre is a really good running back. He could do multiple things. But when he fumbled, you still had Damian Harris and you still had James White in your backfield. So you're still able to do different things and, you know, have other guys in there. When Stephen Ridley fumbled, we had a ton of running backs in there. Danny Woodhead, Shane Vereen. Again, with Pop, like, you just don't have anybody else to put in there that you can say we can still win this game. And I think, you know, because he fumbled so early in the game, we didn't get to see what else or what dynamic he was going to bring to that offense. So then we complained about the offense again, and that was a guy I think that makes the offense a little bit more dynamic. 
Devin, Bill Belichick doesn't appear to be changing his ways, and he's the greatest coach in NFL history. I understand that. But what you're discussing is the inflexibility of a coach not accepting the requirement of that type of explosive play from Pop Douglas on the field and a coach that was wanting to send a, send a message to the player. Is there a chance that people in that locker room see, you know, Mac told our afternoon show that they were 20 yards away from being 2-0, and that they watch a game where they're struggling to get anything going on offense and they see a guy that can help on the bench? Is there a way that that would hurt the, the morale in the locker room? No, because that's us on the radio looking at one aspect of that team. I mean, they played against one of the most high-powered offenses, and if you get something going on offense and you're able to score defensively, you come out and you kind of make Miami have to adjust a little bit. It gives you time to kind of get your grounding. And then defensively, you lose Jonathan Jones in practice during the week, and I'm sure knowing John Jones, it was all the way down to kind of the end of the week to see if he was going to play. So you lose him. And then you have Marcus Jones fill in who has the same kind of skill set as John of quick and fast. Then you lose Marcus. So now you're playing super undermanned as a defense in the secondary because these guys that you're relying on are now out. You're down all three of the Jones triplets in a game where you're playing the most explosive offense. And somehow you're still in the game at the end. So I think we always have to be careful of anytime we break down a team's effort and we blame a coach for one thing that he's done and don't give credit for everything else that has gone into the game, the way the defense played against Philadelphia. One of their biggest, the biggest issue they had is they can't protect right now. Their offensive line is kind of a revolving door of different guys that are in there playing. Like Calvin Anderson has been starting the last two games. He didn't practice all training camp. Then Trent starts and Trent is out last week with a concussion. He missed some time. My, Big Mike, Michael Wayne, he missed most of training camp. Cole missed. So you have guys in there. Only David Andrews has been out there for most of the whole offseason in training camp. So if they fix that issue and they can play better up front, I think it changes the way they can play on offense. Then we'll allow them to play a little bit more freer on defense. Um, but it doesn't get easy because, I mean, this week you have one of the best defensive line uh, in the NFL coming in, and they're coming off a, a rough stay. Uh, and Dallas, where that defense didn't perform well either. Well, speaking of this week and Dallas, Wiggy throws must wins around like like sliders. But uh, you're zero and two, and then you got <laughs> Dallas waiting around the corner. I mean, is this a must win on Sunday? Yeah, you, you you need to win this game. You're playing against a team that lost their starting quarterback. They did not look good against Dallas across the board because I don't know if that team feels like they have a shot to do much more than they did last year without Aaron Rodgers in there. So you can't – you got to go in there starting the game off fast. Like, they have to start fast this week because you have to let this team know. And they're going to still play hard. I think Salah does a great job of coaching that team. But you got to start to put that doubt in their mind of like, yeah, you can't beat us. It's been 14 straight games. Now it's going to go 15 straight games. And that starts with just getting off to a good start – driving down the field on offense, scoring a touchdown, defense going three and out. Like, you need that kind of game because I think then that's going to make Zach Wilson press a little bit and try to play like he did Dallas. Like, everybody blamed him for the Dallas loss, but he did. He started the game off well, but then when Dallas, you know, made some plays, now he was kind of like, oh, I got to make a play. So um, I do think they need to win this game. You don't want to go, you know, playing Dallas 0-3. Um, you know, it's a reason they have this toughest strength of schedule this year. Like, it's it's not going to get easy for them. And you talk about the importance of this game, but one kind of rumor that's been floating around out there is a players-only meeting, and I've been involved in a few of them. 
you have probably as well. Generally, when you have those, it seems like maybe guys are in a position where they're getting frustrated. You know, and I've been around offensives, offensive units that do well and defenses can't carry the weight and vice versa. Do you feel like that players only meeting might be like, uh-oh, kind of like this little boiling point of if they don't win this football game, you could start to see things bubble over? Yeah, I think when you do have a players-only type of meeting, I mean, honestly, we I, I don't remember having a ton of those. We had one on defense before that, you know, it was only a couple coaches in there. We just talked about, you know, let's not go into panic mode. Let's kind of, you know, let's get back to what we're doing and playing better. And I think that's mainly what those usually are. Now, they range, you know, on different teams. You can have somebody who's an issue. You can have a coach who's an issue, a player, something like that. But I think for this team, it's, for one, let's not fall in love with the narrative of we're a good football team, but we just lose because that doesn't matter. Like bad football teams lose, good football teams, it's still the same result. So I think they, I think that meeting is probably like, hey, we got to find ways to win. Like we need to not point fingers. We need not to, we need to just find a way to win. And it starts this week going against a very familiar team, going against a team we've beaten a lot, no matter how the game has flowed, we found ways to win. With Tom Brady, also without Tom Brady, like this is the one team that we've been able to beat. Let's not make this more about the first two weeks and not focus on this game. Um, I know if I was in the locker room, that's something that I would be saying. I haven't talked to those guys, so I, like this is for I didn't even know that there was a players-only meeting. But I think that would be more of the focus um, rather than like a frustration or a boiling point. I think it's let's just lock in and, and not make this more than what it is and just try to go get our first win. But with Patricia and Judge there last year, how did you not have ten of them? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I don't think players only meetings do anything. Like, it, what, like, what does that mean? Like, what are we? We're all grown men. Like, what are we about to say in a players only meeting that we're not going to say in front of the coach? So, like, I just don't think it's like most of the time when there's a players only meeting, it's for bad teams. Yeah. But, but it's usually it, bitching about the coaches. Yeah, but like, going, they ain't with us. They yeah, with exactly. Us. But going into the. <laughs> Going into the Jets week, obviously the offense is different, but the defense is still something that the Patriots offense needs to be worried about. Like, how how scary is that defense? How scary is Sauce Gardner? Oh, no, that, that defense is good. But what you do as an offense is you turn on that Dallas film. You say, hey, these guys are really good. They've done X, Y, Z. But look at this game. These guys are human. These guys can be beaten. These guys can – let's watch what they do. Let's watch the way – their route detail, how are they running routes against Sauce Gardner, how are they attacking other parts of the field. Like, let's turn on that film and break it down and see what we can do. But I think the first thing that's going to jump out is when you watch Dallas is they protect it. And I think that is going to be the key. But I think this is the week New England has to try to get some kind of run game going. I think not only will it be big to help them win confidence-wise, if you can go and run the ball against the Jets, one of the best defenses in the NFL, I think that gives you confidence the next week when you go against that man-child in Dallas and Michael Parsons and everything he's doing so far. Uh, I think they need to build that confidence up this week, starting with the Jets. But, no, like you don't you, – it's a, it's a must win for them, but it's not an easy one. You, don't, like you can easily walk out of this game 0-3 um, because this team is a good football team, and they're pretty evenly matched with you. Like the things you struggle with – they struggle with the things you're good at. They're pretty good at special teams, defense, explosive return, or like all of those different things. Uh, it's like a, a really head-to-head matchup with your twin. 
So they're going to have to find a way to win because this is probably one of the most even games that they've had this year when you look at them playing against Philly and Miami the first two weeks. Devin, uh, Chris Collinsworth did a pretty good job of pointing out the three-high safety look that the Patriots were giving to the Dolphins on Sunday night. Are they going to – I assume that they're going to switch that into loading the box a lot more against this Jets team, knowing that Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in football over the last year and two games against pressure. So You don't, do you you don't have them? to answer. You're I talking can't. to a man whose lead yesterday was about being proud to be a nerd. Yeah, you I am proud to be a nerd. You don't have and to answer So that. I'm asking Devin, do you expect the Patriots defense to be bringing – a ton of pressure at Zach Wilson and really kind of stopping any kind of uh, run game that they can uh, create. Yeah, it'll be a mix. You, know, you don't want to just go out there blitz happy because when you blitz and you pressure, you get one guy in a wrong gap. Now, Brees, Brees hauls into the secondary and it's a long day. But, I mean, even the game last week, like everybody keeps saying, they play with three safeties. No, they just started a line with three safeties. And a lot of times those guys dropped in the box to try to make the read harder for two and that he has just come out and know when you're playing against a fast, quick-hitting offense like them, and they know exactly what you're in before the snap, they can get to the perfect play. They can hit the motions. So when you try to start high and you drop, sometimes they drop Miles and Duggar. Sometimes they drop Pep. Like, they were doing different things. It's just Miami did a good job of saying, you know what, we're going to play left-handed and we're going to run the ball. And, like, that's the issue when you're playing against a team. If you take away the run and you stack the box, then everybody's walking away like, why would you let Tyreek Hill go one-on-one like the Chargers did? And they scored 34 points. So, um, But no, I expect them to play more single high uh, against uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets. It'll be some pressure. It'll be some, some too high sprinkled in there every once in a while uh, just to make sure Garrett Wilson's not able to have a day. Uh, they'll mix it up on them. And I think one of the biggest things for that defense is hopefully those corners can get healthy. Like there's nothing harder than going in the game losing – some of your top corners, like Miles Bryant, having to play on the outside, um, which he, he has a lot of versatility, but that's not where they want to live with Miles playing outside corner. He's good in the slot and at that safety role. So hopefully John and Marcus are all right, and that will be a big part of how they can play on defense. Uh, one quick follow-up, Devin. Uh, how many times a day would you estimate that you think about the, uh, the Roman Empire? <laughs> I am trying to figure out why this is a thing. I'm, I don't – yeah. Never. Like, I've never Same. thought about the Roman Empire. Same. 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 <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I don't understand this thing. <laughs> Same. Never. That's only right. for nerds. Yeah, people who talk about three high safety. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Devin, oh. as always, awesome having you on, and we'll talk to you again next week. By the way, you did a great job on Sunday night. Yeah. Excellent. You killed it. Oh, man. Thank you. And good luck to Rutgers this weekend. Uh, Big game for Rutgers. Number two, Michigan. Yeah. They look good. Yeah. 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 Hey, Courtney, whenever you, whenever you want to switch after we beat down your team last year, just, just let me know. We'll get you, we'll get you more Rutgers gear. <laughs> All right, Devin McCourty, we'll talk to you next week, and we will be right back.